1: Another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues presents The Salisha Show. I am so excited today, folks. We've been away for a while, and I'm so glad to come back into this new season with fresh faces and fresh energy, and today is no exception. Oh, my beautiful guest today. I have just met her earlier this week, and she is just a fountain of, I have a feeling we might get deep today. I'll say that. Um. So we've got a black female entrepreneur who started a nonprofit. We talked a little bit earlier this week and I'm excited to do a deeper dive today. Um, And this was my takeaway. We talked for like 20 minutes. What happens to people in their childhood informs what kind of adults they become for better or for worse. Cindy started an organization that helps us understand why we are the way we are and encourages more compassion it's called Aces Matter. Please help me welcome the founder and CEO of Aces Matter, Cindy Stanford. <laughs>
2: that was a great. How interview. are you today? I am well. Um, I'm in sunny Florida, so the weather's really pretty today. After Hurricane Nicole stopped through, so I have zero complaints. What's good about the hurricanes is that they take the internet for a couple hours, which forces you to like be with self <laughs> because you don't have the internet. So actually, doing well.
1: Okay. Okay, because for a second, you mentioned earlier that it was 11-11. I'm like, wait a minute, she's in a different time zone than me. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you today, and I hope that the technical glitches don't get in the way of it, because there's some stuff that we need to get down to the bottom of, and you gave me a little taste of it earlier this week. But before we dive in, I want to just get to know you for a second, Cindy. I know, here's what I know about you, that you're that you live in Florida, that you're from Texas, that you have three degrees. What are they in?
2: The first one I got a general studies bachelor degree because I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. I just knew I wanted out of school. So I, I went into school to become a teacher, but on record, It's a general studies degree. And then the other two degrees that I have are master's degrees, one in educational leadership and then one in technology information systems. So all over the place, all over the place. But long with the short, my first degree got me a job in teaching.
1: We love, we love an educated Black woman in these streets. We love an entrepreneur. Um, Have you always been an entrepreneur? Have you had any other professions in your life?
2: So my first profession out of college was a special ed teacher, special education teacher. I fell in love with the innocence of autistic children. And I took a job working with children who had autism, so that was my, although I had no idea that was the path that I was gonna be led down, that was my very first career out of college. And that led me to staying in in education for upwards of two decades, um, between the classroom and being a school principal. So I kinda got my being in charge experience when I became a school principal in my late 20s. Wow,
1: already? that tells me a lot about who, a a little bit about who you are, who I'm, I might guess that you are in terms of how much compassion you have for the people around you. Um, and so what was it like for you growing up? And you can answer that however you would like to answer that.
2: That is a really good question. For whatever reason, it's, I've heard that question before, but for whatever reason, it feels different hearing it from you. So I'm going to give you a response that I've, you're going to get an exclusive response. (laughs) I'm going to give you an exclusive response. What it was like for me growing up. Normal. Normal Mm -hmm. is the word that comes to mind for me, Celicia, because from a child's eyes, if when you look around you, And everybody around you is what outside of that household would call dysfunctional. Dysfunctional looked normal to me because that was what I saw. And when I say dysfunctional, I mean, um, there was not a lot of Cosby, Huxtable-like families where I grew up. It's a lot of single moms. And so for me, what it was like for me growing up, normal is the best word that i can think of however i'm speaking from a child's vantage point from an adult mm. vantage point it was very abnormal now that i have the lens to look back and like see wow we probably shouldn't have been around crack cocaine like we were growing up but yes. as kids wow. that was that was our normal like Many of the people who grew up in the area of town that I grew up in, in this small little city called Lubbock, Texas, very segregated. Um, we had a chance to, uh, to, to see a lot of things as children that um, the textbook would say were, were not healthy things that kids should be exposed to. And so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's what's coming up for me right now when you ask that question.
1: Wow. I've actually never thought about that in my own life like the sw- if there was a switch of when you're living it versus when you're looking back at it when did you realize that your childhood that felt normal growing up maybe wasn't when when did that shift occur
2: To the best of my knowledge, Talisha, I knew something was off when I left to go to college. Because my decision to go to college was based on the fact that I would have my own bathroom and I would have my own shower and nobody would go through my clothes. Like I would have, like, that was my decision. When I got there, I was like, what? I get my own bathroom? And so my decision to go to college and being around other people outside of my zip code forced me to realize that there were people who I would now interact with for the rest of my life that would not understand my story, that would not understand that domestic violence was commonplace with, all, with pretty much all the women in my family, like being in domestic violent relationships. And so I knew something wasn't right when I went to college because people were just different. They talked, they spoke different. They, they friended different. They had values. And so um, I get to college, but at that time, like the a light bulb hadn't really gone off because I'm still in that young mindset. Um, but fast forward to 2020, COVID, COVID forced me to try to figure out what was going on in the inside because I thought I was just going through depression and it was just so much. And so when I learned about the adverse childhood experience study, I saw my life flash before my eyes. What I learned is that because of my childhood, there was a possibility that I could live 20 years less, like I could die 20 years earlier than somebody who didn't have a comparable childhood, which meant that because of the types of things that I saw in my childhood and because of the types of things that my body went through in my childhood, it overworked a developing nervous system. And because it overworked a developing nervous system, it meant that by the time you start aging, your cells are going to be really tired. That's not thats not how the doctors would say it, but that's basically the way I explain it to wow.
1: you. Wow.
2: And your, if your cells have used expended all of their energy, just trying to feel safe in childhood. <laughs> By the time you become adult, your body is literally eating itself from the inside out. It almost feels like, so, so there's some people who suffer from autoimmune diseases and fibromyalgia. Like it literally feels like your body is burning from the inside out. I was going through that during COVID and no doctor could explain to me what was happening. So, um, I had to go down this rabbit hole and then I learned that, uh, oh, some of this toxic stress from childhood has to be manually removed mm. because it's so oh. deeply ingrained. Yeah.
1: So wait, did you, when did ACEs matter become, when did you, you did you do
2: it in the pandemic? This was a pandemic baby. Yeah. Shut so up. let me, let me, yeah. My door. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was like, um, the study that I built the company off of, it was a research-based study that I built this nonprofit off of. And that study actually was done in the late 90s. So the study that uh, founded these 10 to 15 questions was actually done in the late 1990s. I just happened to get my hands on it during COVID. And I'm like, what? I got to tell everybody about this. So it was kind of like, Um, I needed to begin the healing process. And then I wanted to find some people to take along with
1: me. Aces matter for somebody who is coming out of nowhere with no context. What is that in your words? Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. What is that in your words? And and, and what does this test, what would this test mean to them? I'm very excited because I did take the test right before I talked to you today. And so I just want to hear that in your words
2: in in my own words and i'm not going to use i'm not going to use what the do, how the doctors define it but by answering those yes or no questions it's 10 to 15 questions in my own words those questions will give you a blueprint for what to do when you get stuck anywhere in life right? Now, there are going to be some people whose childhood may may have had some of those childhood adversities, but the biggest differentiator, Salisha, with those people who had similar adversities like mine is, did those people get help? Did some adults step in to surround that child with love when, let's say, X, Y, Z happened? Maybe the sexual abuse happened, or maybe the mom and dad divorced. Did somebody step in? Did that child have enough protective factors around them to keep from having to struggle in adulthood. So in my own words, that test will give you a blueprint of what to do when you're having trouble in your relationships communicating. Mm. Knowing the answers to that test will also say where you could go if you've gone to every single doctor and and every doctor just tells you, you may just be stressed because we didn't find anything in the test results. Go back to your childhood.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Okay. So when we were talking earlier this week, um, I forgot what the context was, but I said something like, oh my goodness, what is wrong with these people? And you, in the most gentle, kindest, actually super likable way, you're like, it's not what's wrong with them. It's what happened to them. Oh, and I love that. I've been thinking about it all week. And how real is that? People who we don't understand, we're like, what in the world is wrong with them? Well, yeah, it's some look like they look like they are crazy to us, but that doesn't mean that they're crazy. It just means that they've had a very different upbringing, a different background. And if you look, even when you're watching a movie, even the villain if you watch the story of the villain, there's usually an arc there that led them to why they're doing what they're doing. And if if it was from their point of view, you would be like, Oh wait, am I on their side? Actually? <laughs> it's like maybe even uh, Robin Hood stealing, but why is he stealing? Like, is it for his family? Is it for like, I'm talking about Aladdin. I mean, not, not Robin Hood, but, I love that. And then there was a quote on your page on ACEs matter. If you don't willingly make time for your mental wellness, you'll be forced to take time for your mental illness. Any thoughts on any of that, that I just said?
2: Yeah. And the only way, thank you, Salisha. The only way I could validate what you just read is because I know my score right? So to your point, I would often ask what's wrong with people. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Even sick people, right? Like you see, like in my family, one of the things that, one of the addictions that my family struggles with was nicotine because nicotine came out during a time where, you know, cigarettes was the thing to do. So When you see that cigarettes have killed so many of your family members, the first thing you want to say is, what's wrong with you? Why would you keep smoking if you know that this is going to happen? But now, because of the ACE study, guess what? I don't have to ask my family members who struggle with this addiction, what's wrong with you? I know what happened to you, and I know why cigarettes ended up being the thing to help calm those nerves down. So, yeah. Um, So... To the point about making time for your mental wellness, you, you need to know your score because you may be going to a therapist for years and years and years. And if you're not making progress, it may be that your therapist needs more information from how you even got to this place of depression in the first place. So it I, I will say um, with the ACE scores, two things you have to be aware of. One, it's not a death sentence, but again, it's a blueprint. Right, It's a blueprint for what could be in front of you unexpectedly if you don't have the right resources in place to deal with, let's say, if it's the mental mm-hmm. part of it. But it also could be the physical part of it. Because, again, at the top, I said that ACEs are connected with eight out of the 10 leading causes of diseases in America, from heart disease, obesity, to depression, uh, uh, suicide, Um And it's on CDC's main page when you go there. So if you have six or more childhood adversities, which I, at the time when I scored myself, I had all 10 of those adversities on the original one. And on the CDC's website, it says, if you experience six or more of these, your lifespan could be reduced by 20 years. If you experience six or more of these, your body says it did not feel safe. So when it becomes an adult and it is old enough to make its own decision, your body is going to seek safety in things that are not good for it, like cigarettes, wow, addiction, sex, drugs, right? And so now that we know this information, when people get their ACE score, I want to make sure that I help people get to the right resources in a reasonable amount of time. You shouldn't have to be going all over the place trying to figure out well, the right therapist or the right doctor or what blah, blah 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 whatever that is. Like knowing your score helps you start the conversation with the people you want to get help from, whether yeah. it's your therapist or your doctor or yeah. your parents, right?
1: Yeah. Um. So, as somebody who just took the test like an hour ago, how I, I'm I might reveal it later, but maybe I won't. I don't know yet, Cindy. But what does your score say about you? Should anybody feel embarrassed about their score? Should people feel like, "Oh, I'm doing good" about their score? Like what? Cuz I feel like a number can like sometimes make a person feel like they're defined by it. So, what do you think about that? Like if I were to tell you that my score was, I don't know, how many questions were on there? 18 or something. So if, you don't have to. You has... don't
2: have to reveal your score. You don't even have to tell the whole story to um, get the support that you need. And no, don't be embarrassed by a number because here's what we know, Celicia. There are two types of adults in the world: those who had childhood adversities, and those who didn't. They're going to speak two totally different languages. So it is of utmost importance that everybody learns about them, regardless if you had adversities or not. I can tell you that they're so common. If there were 10 people on your call right now, six of us would have them. Wow. So if we had 10 people on this podcast, Six of us would have been affected by them and we wouldn't even know, right? Because people don't talk about stuff from their childhood most times, right? So I would say knowing that one in every six people, I'm sorry, knowing that six out of every 10 people have been affected by some sort of childhood adversity tells us as a society it would do us justice to learn how to be compassionate for every single person.
1: Um, I'm, I'm loving this. And I'm like, I kind of want to
2: give it to my husband
1: after this. And maybe some of my friends, I'm like, do you guys know your score? Like, this is so great. And, and it's great. Even if it, uh, reveal something about you that like you didn't know and maybe it might be negative, but if if it is, it can turn into something beautiful. I feel like when you're more aware of what is going on in your life, in your mind, that is how you can take control of it or get on the front foot of it or to heal. I, I should say um And just because I, I when I'm looking at you, Cindy, I look at you through two different lenses. I, I, I see you as like the founder of Aces Matter, but I also see you as this inspirational black woman who started something very beautiful in the middle of a pandemic. You're a businesswoman. And it is just it really is inspiring. And and I do want to know. How did you go from, this is a great idea, to let me actually make something of this?
2: Thank you. Um, that's a good question, Salisha. How I went from, oh, this is an idea, you know, from taking it to idea to, to actually realizing it. When I started down the rabbit hole, Salisha, to see who else was talking about it, I found a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people that have been talking about this since the late 1990s. But what was missing, Celicia, were the brown people Mm. with big natural hair like ours. There was no brown people talking about it. Very few. Very few. And it was because of a brown lady who actually happened to be the U.S. Surgeon General in California this past year. Her name is Nadine Burke Harris. She was the one brown person that I could find talking about this at the time. Okay, She wrote a book about it. And her book was one of the books that I read during COVID. And it was because of her book that led me to finding this. And so I knew that when I could not find people that looked like us having this conversation about our childhood, I felt like we could be that organization. And then the second thing that I noticed when I went down the rabbit hole is like, I use this word called or use this phrase called segregation of information. When you pull this information from the CDC's website, you need a degree to understand what it's saying. Mm. To leave that in the hands of somebody having being educated enough to understand it is a risk. So I said, what if we can find different types of people to talk about it in a way that makes sense to people who may be 36, but have a third grade reading level. Mm. So that was what pushed me to take it from idea to like wanting to bring it to the public and just trying to spread this information as rapidly as possible. Cause to your point. This is where the work begins if we want to think about breaking generational curses in families, what they call curses, which is really not curses. The only curses is the knowledge. And if knowledge is the curse and we know that knowledge is the curse, why don't we give you all the knowledge so that the curse can be broken?
1: Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. so where can people go to get this information? What is the what is your website? Where can they go to, like, take their quiz? And how much does it cost?
2: The first thing, the quiz is free. You can actually take it, you can Google it, or you can go directly to my website if you want to get a PDF copy of your results. I love it because if you do it on my website, acesmatter.org, there's going to be an option that says take your ACES quiz. And what you'll do is you'll answer 15 yes or no questions. And after you answer those yes or no questions, it's going to email you a secure copy of your results, and you're going to count the number of yeses that you had, okay? Then you're going to throw a party to say, I know my score, right? It's not, it's not it's, again, I'm going to say loud and clear, it's not a death sentence, but it lets you be a part of the conversation that everybody deserves to be a part of. That's, that's the celebration. So you're going to celebrate the fact that you are hyper aware that some things happened in your childhood that were not your fault. And one of those things could be maybe somebody was emotionally abusive to you or you saw a lot of emotional abuse in your household. That is going to influence the words you use as an adult. If you heard and saw emotional abuse in your household, if you heard and if you heard people being mean to each other, or people were being mean to you as a child and using really ugly words, guess what? Your vocabulary as an adult, whether you realize it or not, will reflect the types of words that were deposited to you when you were a child. And that is an A. So emotional abuse is an A. So people could go to the website, take the quiz, get the results, and then put that date on your calendar. If, if you take your quiz from the website, mark that on your calendar to say, this is the day that I found out, you know, this is the day that I am going to become a chain breaker. OK, and when I have children, I'm going to know so much about this that my children will never have to experience some of the things that I experienced growing up. That's the start.
1: What do you hope becomes of ACEs Matter? What's your goal?
2: Mm, thank you. That felt really good. And I'm, I'm so happy to say this. My highest goal, and although it's, it's, it's my imagination, I have this sense that Aces Matter will help level the playing field. There's not a such thing, at least in my opinion, as catching up, especially if you come from a generation where your families were forced into slavery. There's no such thing as catching up, right? But when you learn about your aces, you can catch on and the the playing field can be leveled, meaning because you know your mental health and your physical health status, you can now educate yourself and your family so that future generations, and we should always be thinking in two generations, have a better chance at healing from generational trauma. And the last thing I'll say, Celicia, is that there's a study now, and they use this big word called epigenetics. And what epigenetics tells us is that Trauma from your ancestors can stay in your genes at a cellular level for three to five generations. So if you have skin color like mine, and I know that my family came from generations of slaves, their paperwork to prove it. If your family was beaten and brutalized, that means unless somebody manually does the work to start the healing, that trauma stays In your body at a cellular level for three to five generations. That's us. We're that group. So my end goal for ACEs Matter, my big imagination is that uh, because we've started this conversation, the playing field will be a lot more leveled because people have become aware and we're celebrating our awareness and we're changing how we raise our children.
1: Yes. I love that. I love Thank you. OK, so this is this is so beautiful and this is so I feel encouraged. Also, like you just dropped a quick little gem in there when you were like, we should always be thinking about things in terms of two generations from now. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You mean it's not all about me? You mean I got to think about my grandchildren? Wait, 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 what? OK, how would I move differently if they're depending on me? Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say thank you for coming on today. I do want to apologize for all the technical glitches and I'm, and I hope I can edit it together to where it's beautiful and seamless. Um, but you dropped a lot of gems and I'm, and I just am so grateful to have you on here, Cindy. How can people find you outside of this interview?
2: Um, The first thing is um, go to acesmatter.org and whether you engage in a relationship with me and the company or not, know your score. That's the first thing. After you've gotten your score, if you want to take action, the very first thing that I would recommend that people do is to sign up to get, uh, to participate in a movie screening. So We do movie screenings, movie parties once a month where we bring in people to watch a documentary online. Those are the first two things they can do. Um, And I highly encourage that. It doesn't cost you a thing other than your attention. So if you can can afford to give us your attention, you're gonna leave wowed and then you're gonna wanna take the next step in making sure that your family has what they need Um, before you start procreating, or even in your relationships, even if you're not going to have kids, it's important to know how will this influence how I talk to my partner or the people that I work with. So all that to say, know your score and then sign up for, uh, to participate in one of our movie screenings.
1: I love that. Do you, do you have an Instagram
2: I do. It's Aces Matter. aces.matter. I'm on Twitter, um, social media, all the channels you can follow us on. If you want to see how creative we are, we have a YouTube channel where we upload lots of videos, short reels, long videos. Um, But yeah, definitely follow us on social media. That's where we post a lot of the things that we do, because sometimes they're pop-ups. And so if you're following us on social media, that'll be the place where you can most likely keep up with the things that we randomly do around the town.
1: Awesome. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. You heard it here first. This is Cindy Stanford with ACES Matter. And Cindy, thank you so much for joining us. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you (laughs) shout out to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod shout out to colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes and shout out to you for listening y'all my heart is so big and i feel so grateful (laughs) thank you for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host alicia thomas see you next week